This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is entitled, The God Who Repairs and Restores. Our communities are facing challenging times. Although the Lord disciplines us for our sins, He also promises to restore what we have broken. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. I want you to open your Bibles with me to um, Isaiah chapter 58. Isaiah chapter 58. I want to thank uh, Reverend Wynn for uh, reading these first 12 verses of chapter 58. But I want to zoom in for a moment here on verse 12. Verse 12. Thank him for reading verses 1 through 12. But my text today is verse 12. I want you to hold your Bibles open there because I'm going to be referring to several other passages during the course of this message, and I want you to be able to follow along with me. But verse 12 says, Those from among you shall build the old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. Let me read that again. Those from among you shall build the old waste, old waste places. You shall raise up the foundations of many generations, and you shall be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets to dwell in. I want to talk about the God who repairs and restores. The God who repairs and restores. And I want to talk about this today because we're living in the midst of a of a day and an age where people's homes and families and our communities are in troubled places. We've got a lot of trouble, a lot of challenges, a lot of issues. We've got troubled finances and troubled marriages and troubled jobs and troubles on your career and troubled businesses and troubled children and troubled ministries. And we, get, we just got trouble, trouble everywhere, trouble all over. And I want to say today, in the midst of all of these troubled times and troubled situations, there is a word from the Lord that's specific and clear that comes from the prophet Isaiah. And I believe what Isaiah says here in chapter 58 applies to us today. And I think it's critical and important for you and I to get a hold of understanding that there is a word that God has for us, even though we may be surrounded by challenging moments and challenging circumstances. I thought we should spend some time and talk about that for just a few moments. Isaiah is the prophet who has the assignment of preaching and declaring to the people of God, and in particular Judah, he has the assignment of preaching and declaring to them regarding God's judgment. As a matter of fact, the book of Isaiah can be divided into two sections. The first 39 chapters of Isaiah speak to and challenge uh, the people of God based on the fact that God will judge them for their sin. Those first 39 chapters is God's warning to the people of God about their behavior and about their sin. And it is the last uh, chapters 40 through 66 that God speaks to them hope and promise. See, the thing about God that even though he may punish you, he also redeems you. He also forgives you and he works it out. And it is in this 58th chapter that we're in the second part of Isaiah's prophecy to the people of God that we serve a God who even though he disciplines us for our sins, 
he also promises to fix and restore what we've broken. The truth, been, the truth were to be told, so much of what has been jacked up in our lives, we brought it on. We made choices. We made decisions to put us in these troubling circumstances. And Isaiah has the challenge and the responsibility and the mantle to speak to the people of God. And as a matter of fact, by the time he gets to chapter 58, chapter 58 has been known as the fasting chapter. It speaks about uh, the, the promise and the instructions of fasting. I wonder how many of you know that there is anointing and a power in fasting and turning your plate down and crying out to God. As a matter of fact, it is in this 58, uh, 58th chapter that he talks about uh, and speaks to uh, the power of the fast. Matter of fact, look at verse 6. He says right here in chapter 58, Is this not the fast that I have chosen? Look at this fast to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. Yeah, there's, there's power in fasting. And Isaiah speaks to them about their past, about this, this bondage and this, these burdens and this oppression that they're in. He says, but the fast will break it. I want to tell some people today, if you need a breakthrough, turn your plate down and see what God might work out for you. As a matter of fact, uh, he says in verse number nine, just slide down to verse nine. He says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. That's what I love about God. He promises to answer our prayer. He says, you shall cry and he will say, here I am. That's my assignment is to make the declaration to you today that if we call on the Lord, he will hear our cry and he will answer. He will hear our cry and declare, here I am, I'm right here. He says, if you take away the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, if you extend your soul, verse 10, uh, to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. Get a hold of that. God says, not only when you, when you fast and call out to me and turn your face to me and and when you also take care and concern for those who are needy, when you take your heart and point it toward those who are the less fortunate in life, God say, when you do that, I'm going to cause your, your, your darkness to be like noonday. He says, I'm going to take the darkest places of your life, the darkest avenues of your life, and I'm going to make it like noonday. It's going to be like the brightest part of the day. I feel a shout coming on me right there when I think about what God promises to do. He says, if you extend your soul to the hungry and satisfy, verse 10, the, the afflicted soul, then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as the noonday. And then he says this in verse 11. I love this. The Lord will guide you continually. And satisfy your soul in drought. And strengthen your bones and you shall be like a watered garden. And like a spring of water whose water does not fail. God said, I'm going to take those dry places in your life and I'm going to put some water in it. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. I'm going to strengthen your bones. I'm going to cause you to have a spring of water that is flowing out that will never run out. You, you'll be... You won't be thirsty anymore. You will be satisfied. That, I'm, I'm claiming these promises. I'm believing these promises that were extended to Judah 
that they come to us today. We get those promises. We are the adopted family of God and we embrace those promises that God promises to do that. But that's just that those are just the precursors to what I want to talk to you about today. This is just the preliminary. This is just the appetizer. This is the appetizer to what I want to talk about. I'm just giving the appetizer that if we turn our plate down and be concerned and caring for the less fortunate and the hungry, God says, I got you back. I'm going to take care of you. I'll always be present with you. But it is in verse 12 that I want to zoom in today and talk to you for just a few moments. It's verse 12 uh, Deacon and Deaconess Anderson that I want to talk to you all about today. It is verse 12, Deacon Mark Rhines, that I just want to call you out today and, 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 and highlight and preach to today. It's verse 12, Deacon and Training Michael Richardson that I want you to see right here for just a moment. He says, listen here, look at what he says. He says, those from among you shall build the old waste places and you shall Rise up, raise up the foundation of many generations. Let me, let me, hold up. He says, those from among you shall build the old waste places. Here's my first point today. God says, I, well, here's my promise in the midst of your challenge moments, in the midst of your troubled times. Here's the, here's the promise of verse 12. Here's the prophetic word that I want to preach and declare to you that God's going to build the old waste places, y'all. He's going to build the old, the places that have been wasted, walked away from, that nobody thinks is any good, that has no meaning or application to it. People have walked away from it. God says, I'm going to restore the old waste places. I'm, I'm going to fix it up. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to use what other folks have thought can no longer be used. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying to you today. I'm going to take the things that people have walked away from and thought could never be worth anything. God says right here, he prophesies to Israel and to you and I, God says, I'm going to restore the old waste places. I'm going to fix it up. I'm going to bring it back into, into meaning, having significance. Uh, but wait a minute. Uh, old, it means it's, been, it's vanished, out of mind. Nobody thinks about it. It's, it's vanished. It's, and it's a waste place. It's desolate, drought, dry, decayed, destroyed, ruined. Uh, those places, God said, I'm about to bring it back to life. I'm about to give it life. I'm about to take Take whatever it is and give life back to it. That's a promise from God. I don't know who I'm preaching to today. Who am I preaching to today? I got to tell you, he's going to, this is the prophetic word I felt God tell me to tell you. But hold up. Hold up. Don't, don't sleep what I'm about to say now because this is, this is important too. He says, y'all uh, missed it. Y'all slipped. He said, those from among you shall build the old ways places. You, you slept that first, those first few words, those from among you. Oh, what does that mean? That means God says, I'm going to use you. <laughs> I I'm going to take people who other folks had thought were weren't no good and never could accomplish anything. I'm going to take you and use you. I'm preaching to somebody here today who thought that because of their past and because of their sin and because of their behavior and because of their wrong and because of the nasty stuff they did and the nasty places they went and the nasty things they thought and the nasty things they said, they thought they could never be used by God. But oh, I got a word for you today. 
God specializes in using people that other folk have counted out and said can't be used. God specializes in using the rejects and those who've been turned aside and turned away. God uses those people. I want y'all to understand that you can be used. You can be used. I don't know who I'm preaching to today, but there, there you is watching. You didn't, you didn't come by here by accident. It is, this is not a coincidence that you're here. This is a word for you, for you to know God can use you. He, he, matter of fact, your life might be an old waste place. <laughs> your home might be an old waste place. Your marriage might be an old wasted place. I, whatever it is, God can pick you up and turn you around and fix you and restore you and repair you. He is a repairer of what's been broken I but hold up I cannot go by that too fast but look at here uh, here's what he also here's what this verse 12 also means when he says those from among you he, he said it's not only some of you that he's going to use but those from among you okay y'all missed it y'all y'all missed it let me tell you what that means that means those from you y'all still okay y'all I got to break it down for you that means God's going to use your seed, <laughs> y'all hearing, those that came out of your loins, your sons and your daughters. I've come to recognize today that everything that God does for us is really not for us. It's for the seeds that's coming after us. It's for our sons and our daughters. It's for your sons and your daughters. I, I, I'm celebrating when I look back over my own life and recognize that all the stuff God did for my parents, he really was doing for me. <laughs> I, I didn't even recognize that all of the blessings he put in their path was for me and my kids. And, and I recognize I've come to grips with how God functions and operates. And the way he functions and operates is he's doing what he does for our sons and our daughters. I'm looking at my own sons and daughters and remembering my six kids and looking at their lives, and I'm absolutely celebrating that all of them done graduated from college. Praise the Lord. All of them are gainfully employed. Go ahead, praise the Lord for that. I'm thanking God for that. And they all have made commitments to Jesus. And I believe, and I'm declaring, and I'm affirming that it is your sons and daughters that God's going to use to bring a repair to these old waste places. It is your son. So, okay, I didn't think y'all would be too excited about that. But y'all need to, I'm, I'm trying to get you to get a hold of this and hold, grab a hold of this, is that it's your seed from among you that God's going to use. Why, why should you be excited about that? Here's why you should be excited about that, Deacons Dansby. Welcome back from your overseas trip. Glad to see you, sir. Uh, here's why you ought to be excited about it, because no matter what your kids might be doing right now, don't base and measure their future by their present activity and their present circumstance. Don't, don't, don't give up on them. God didn't give up on you. God didn't walk away from you. Don't you give up on them. God can use them. God's going to, matter of fact, I'm prophesying. God's going to use them. God's going to anoint them. He's going to pull them out of whatever they're in. He's going to pull them out of whatever activity they're practicing, whatever sins they're practicing, whatever lies they're telling, whatever behavior they got, God's going to pull them out and turn them around and anoint them. 
and use them for his glory. Don't lose hope. God's got something in store for those from among you. Matter of fact, it doesn't stop right there. He goes a step further and he says right here, uh, he says, right here, verse four, he said, you shall raise up the foundation of many generations. In, in other words, it starts with your sons and daughters. Matter of fact, it starts with you, but it's your sons and daughters. There's a whole lot of generations that are coming after you. There's a whole lot of, of sons and daughters and grandchildren and great-grandchildren that you, you uh, are going to come from your loins. And because of how you lived your life and because of what you deposited in them, they're going to repair they're going to repair the old ways places. I'm excited about that. I was starting to lose hope when I look at the circumstances of our country and the circumstances of the world. I was beginning to lose hope that perhaps what kind of a world would our children have to live in? When I look at the direction of the government and I look at the people in leadership and I look at the practices of what's going on, I was beginning to lose hope. But God brought me by this passage and says, it might become an old waste place, but I got, I got the power and the ability to turn it around and change it. And, and I'm going to do that, I feel God said. So I want to say, I want to declare, and I want to say to us today that we serve a God who wants us to understand it. And so, so here, here's what I, I want to say to our congregation. Here's what I want to say to our leaders that God says is going to be from among you that the old waste places shall be built. So it's time for us, it's time for us to move aside. It's time for us to take a step to the side and make room for this young generation. I was being, I was being interviewed, uh, I was being interviewed for a podcast and uh, the interviewer asked me and said, um, uh, Pastor Jenkins, do you have, uh, what gives you hope? He said, what gives you hope? And I, 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 it took me 30 seconds to answer him because I had to compose myself because I started crying. And I started crying because I, I, as I thought about what my hope was, I, I can't put the hope in the churches because some of them are doing everything but what the church called them to do. And many pastors are not preaching the gospel and declaring the truth of God's word. I, I had to answer and say, my hope is in this next generation. <laughs> Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. My hope are in these young people who said, who said a few weeks ago, we cannot take another police killing another black person and they went to the streets. We didn't do it. It's the young people that did it, that marched out, not just in Washington, D.C., not just in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They did it around the world they marched. My hope is in these young people. And it's time for us, old farts. <laughs> it's time for us to make room. It's time for us. And I want to say to the young people, I want to say to the Joshua's and the Jimmy's and the Natalie's and the Sarah's and the Anna's and to your sons and daughters and our sons and daughters and our grandkids that it's time for y'all to rise up and take the mantle and do the work. God, God didn't call you because you know how to do it. He calls you because you're strong and you have the strength to do it. And I say to every young person, 
Get, on, get in the battlefield. Get in the game. Get involved in the process. Get involved and do the thing that God has assigned you to do to make a difference in the world. But make sure right alongside you is one of these old farts, one of these seasoned persons. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call y'all old farts. Uh, seasoned people. Get one of these seasoned folks alongside you who can give you wisdom and give you direction and help you avoid making mistakes and errors. Get in the game, but get somebody beside you before you make your decision. I'm trying to make a declaration today that it is our assignment and our call from God to raise up a generation, to raise up a people, a young person, to be able to carry on the mantle of what God has given us to do. All right, let me, let me go on to my next point. Y'all not hearing me here today. Here's point number two. He says right here, he says, you shall raise up the, verse 12, you shall raise up the foundation of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the breach. There's the second point. The breach shall be repaired. What you talking about, Pastor? The breach, uh, the break, the gap, uh, the rupture, the infraction, that which has been torn, violated, uh, that's been severely damaged. That's what breach means. It means something has been severed and broken apart. And, and the scripture says, God, God says, I, you, I'm going to use you to repair the breach. You will be the repairer of the breach. The Jesus in you will repair what's been broken and breached. And so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I've got a shout down in my soul. I'm excited that even though when I look out the window of my home, when I look out the window of life, I see a lot of breaches in the culture and a lot of breaches in society. But I prophesy and declare and preach unto thee, unto you, unto the, to the world that there is a repairer of the breach coming down the pike. There, there are repairers. They're, they're going to bring what they've anointed been do, to do and bring life and bring deliverance and bring a breakthrough. They are a repairer of the breach. That's not the only thing they're going to do. They, the breach shall be repaired. The breach shall be brought back together. Uh, the highs and the lows shall be repaired. The, what's broken shall be repaired. But hold up. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to marriages being put back together and relationships being healed and your finances that's been jacked up to be put back together. I'm looking for God to bring sons and daughters back to mamas and daddies. I'm looking for God uh, to, to, to bring a repair to your breaches in your life. He is a, a repairer of the breach. But hold up, hold up. Here's the third thing. I'm almost finished. It says right here in verse number 12 as well, he says, the restorer of the streets to dwell in. He says he's going to repair the breach and he's going to, number three, restore. He's going to bring restoration. The streets shall be restored. The streets shall be restored. What does that mean? I'm glad you asked the question because uh, uh, the street represents a path. The street represents a direction. The King James Version uses the word path. New King James uses the word street. And it means a way to travel. It means a direction to go in. A place that will lead you to where you need to be going. And, and what we have today is a lot of people 
who don't have, they don't have a path to walk. They don't know where to go. They don't know how to make decisions. They don't know what turns to make. They don't know what street to get on even. They're walking down the wrong street and, and the path they should walk down has been covered over. It's been, it's got, uh, 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 it's got grass growing up in the, in the, in weeds, yeah, yeah, who said that? Weeds, yeah, it's got weeds all over and you can't even see which way to go. But God says, I'm going to raise up some people who are going to beat the weeds down and make a clear path so you'll know where you are supposed to go. I feel a shout coming on me right now. He's a restorer. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. He's going to give you a, pl a place to lead you to where you will sit down and be settled. He's going to lead you down a path that's going to walk you to your destiny. We got, we got people who haven't reached their destiny because the path has been broken and marred and covered over and they've taken all the wrong roads. But oh, I got some good news for you today. There is a restorer of the, of the path. There's a restorer of the streets. God's going to raise it up and give you the path to go in. Hallelujah. You're not going to be lost anymore. You're not going to be struggling anymore. You're not going to be trying to find which way to go. He's going to give you the path to go in. Hallelujah. He's going to make the path plain. It's going to be clear. No more doubts. No more questions. God repairs and restores, and he's going to use people to do it. He's going to use your sons and daughters to do it. He's going to use your grandchildren. Yeah, lift up your heads, O ye gates. Be ye lifted up. The king of glory is coming in. And when he comes in, he's going to take your children and grandchildren, and you, and you, point to yourself and say, and me, and me. He's going to use you too. To be a restorer and a, re a repairer and a restorer. That's the God we serve. You've been listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins Sr. God will use you and your seed to repair and restore. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglenarden.org slash give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next week.